Hey there, this is the Business Talk with Luke Guy and Team Show. I'm your host today, Jaron Jackson. Just wanted to welcome you all out here today because we have a very special guest by the name of Sean Casmore. And he helps business owners and executives accelerate their sales. He's an author, speaker, consultant, and expert in B2B sales. So let's get down to business. Sean, my man, great having you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Jaron. I guess I should say uh, it's, it's pronounced case more, but I've actually been called a heck of a lot worse throughout my life. Uh, so that if that's the worst thing that happens, we're good. All right. Well, there we go. You learn a little every day. <laughs> awesome. So let's get down to business. Sean, tell me a little bit more of your story, how you got started and why you started your company. Sure. So um, it'll sound like a long story, but it'll be pretty brief. I started when I was 11. And what I mean by that is when I was 11 years old, you know, I wanted to, like a lot of 11 year, year olds, I wanted to get a new bike. I wanted to get another pair of jeans. I want to buy something. So my parents said, well, make some money. So I started back then actually going door to door. I was cutting lawns. I was staining fences and decks. And uh, at that age, I mean, they weren't walking with me to the door. They said, walk around the neighborhood, drop off some flyers, go meet some people. Um, so that kind of stuck with me. Um, and later in life, after I finished school, I ended up selling cars for a period of time. And, and a lot of that came back. Uh, my career spanned uh, working in a lot of uh, corporate environments and everything from project management to sales to operations. I've kind of been around the block. But back in 2009, I decided to go to my own. Um, you know, the impetus behind that was just a realization at that point in my life that the, the job I was in, although it was fine, it paid well, everything was great, I wasn't content. And um, I like variety. I like to deal with a lot of people. I like a variety in what I do. So I decided after reading several books that I would try my hand at consulting, which started in the training field. I contacted some associations and said, hey, you know, I've been a leader of people for you know 20 years at that point almost. You know, would you like me to deliver some leadership programs? And that led into sales programs. And then over time, you just start to kind of develop your own voice. So fast forward today, this is almost 15 years, well, I guess 12, 13 years in. I've written a couple books um, and still today really work in the area of advising and coaching companies relative to sales. But that journey, uh, you know, moving from a corporate employee and having a wife and kids, um, the, the funny story is that when I quit, um, my wife was pregnant with her first child and she was off. She had to go off work early. So I remember, I still remember that summer. And I mean, looking outside, it's a reminder, even now sitting on the back deck, nobody in the house is working. I mean, we have a mortgage, we have bills. And my wife says, so what are you going to do now? And I said, I don't know. I mean, I'm really hoping this works out. So it was a big jump, but, uh, it's all, it's all panned out. That is awesome. Yeah. That's really cool that you got started so early in life. And man, what a, what a time to step out on your own. You really went all out there and I can't imagine a better motivation. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, I guess if you, uh, you know, in reflecting at the time that, you know, I'm not going to tell you I wasn't scared. I was scared to death. And, you know, to be frank with you, having your own business sometimes is scary. I think what happens is as you experience, just like anything else in life, as you experience more things, your tolerance level to fear increases things that may make other people, oh, wow, you go, oh, that's nothing, right? So um, it, it was definitely a scary time, but I was 100% I was confident, as I've always been, 
that I'll figure it out. I'll find a way I, I can connect with people. I know I have a lot of skills. And um, one of the drivers was I met with a business owner, a small business owner in this area. He had about 15, 20 employees. And I got talking to him before I went out on my own. And I've never forgotten when we were sitting down, I kind of shared with him openly that I wasn't happy and I wanted to move out on my own. And, and he said, you know what, I'd hire you. And I said, oh, what for? He said, well, you come in. He said, I could use some help in, in sales and kind of developing a plan. And I said, well, that's... So he kind of planted the seed for me. And, and today, I'll be honest with you, it's, you know, if you have a skill, you can sell that skill. I mean, I was on this morning, I work with a lot of people on Upwork. I use them for you know, developing graphics and slides and, and all sorts of things. And it's shocking. You, you can go and develop a, a one skill, a single skill like, you know, recording podcasts, and you can go on there and sell that as a service. There's people that need help editing those podcasts. So it, it's a pretty phenomenal time, I think, as an entrepreneur. Um, but, you know, I, I think also it, it creates a different perspective on life, what really matters, and it doesn't hurt. You, you need to, to enjoy working and the, the kind of work you do, because if you're going to make it successful, it takes a lot of effort. So that is very powerful. And I 100% agree. Um, we spend most of our lives working, actually. Yeah. So if you don't enjoy it, like, what are you even doing? Yeah. So, Sean, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the people you serve and more importantly, why does that group of people matter to you? Sure. So I typically work with a lot of small to medium sized business owners. Um, I do work with larger companies, but I find they often have their own internal sales training organizations, sales coaching. So a lot of times it's working with smaller to mid-sized companies, anywhere from, let's say, 5 million a year in revenue up to 150 million a year. Um, and those companies typically have a sales team. So at least one person, sometimes several, um, and they're looking for somebody to help them accelerate their sales. Acceleration means different things to different companies. Maybe they want to speed up the cycle from lead to close. Maybe they want to generate more sales and kind of accelerate their revenue behind the sales. Um, so every situation is unique, but that, that's the kind of work I do. And, and as we were talking here just previous to uh, getting started, what, what's caught me by surprise but it's actually happened quite a bit as I actually work with a lot of agencies where they refer me in. And the reason why is, you know, if you're in a marketing agency and you specialize in generating leads, a lot of times the biggest risk you have is that you provide the leads. And then when you provide them, the company doesn't know what to do with them. They have too many leads. So they said, well, we're going to turn the tap off. We don't need your help anymore. We're too many leads. We don't know what to do. That's where I can step in and say, well, you know, because it could be a process issue, it could be a skill issue, um, it could be a strategy issue. So that's where I come into play and say, okay. So a lot of times, you know, I end up partnering with agencies where they have a client that has those, or have, uh, maybe moving them out because there's too many leads or they don't know what to do. And I can come in and help them integrate them into their process. I love that. That's awesome. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your offer? So it sounds like you really dive into the processes and the skill level of people involved. Yeah. What, what more is there to it? Well, if you want to look at it from a, call it a product standpoint. So as I mentioned earlier, do a lot of coaching, do a lot of advisory work. So uh, an example would be if, if somebody was a sales leader, 
or if I was a sales leader and had a person that might not be performing at the extent that I want them to, and I don't want to be the one to coach them because sometimes the leader doesn't want to be the coach. They want to be the overseer, not necessarily the person giving instruction because that's not always received well. So that's where I would step in. So I coach executives all the way down to frontline salespeople. Actually, pre-pandemic, if I can say that, which is becoming a buzzword, I was actually in Mexico on the ground coaching a couple employees that a client of mine had hired that lived in Mexico, but they wanted them to be very comfortable with knocking on doors and developing new business. So I was actually in Mexico quite often, uh, which I didn't mind, um, actually knocking on doors. And the interesting thing was, I mean, sales, I find is a very um, cross-cultural type of, of role because I was down there and I don't speak Spanish, but I made out just fine. You know, it, uh, a lot of people we were meeting with did speak some English and we could always figure out uh, through you know, just gestures and smiles sometimes as to what needed to happen. So, so essentially it's a lot of coaching advisory work is where a smaller business or a sales leader wants my advice and guidance on what should we do here? Where should we go? Um, sometimes it's just, you know, having that ear to, to lend an idea because I have no filter. I'll tell you what I think. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But based on my experience, I'll give you my advice. And then the last area is really sales strategy. So where you're trying to enter a new market or you want to uh, launch a new product uh, where I can come in and kind of walk you through. I'm licensed in um, a sentient strategy by Alan Weiss. So that's a very rapid approach to developing strategy that uh, my clients enjoy because today it's not about having a three-day long strategy session with 22 binders that go on the shelf. It's how can we make this happen quickly? So those are kind of the services I deliver. And then obviously I do a lot of presentations and speaking kind of similar to what we're doing here uh, to share insights, ideas, and best practices that I'm seeing in industry and across uh, both Canada, the United States, and Mexico. Powerful stuff. I am loving this. So we're going to take a little bit of a different direction now. Sean, what has been your biggest motivation for you when things get hard in your company? Because we know it's not always a straight line up. Absolutely. Um, I can't narrow it down to just one motivator. Uh, you know, I would give you the, I'll give you the cliche answer and it's true, but the cliche answer would be my family, right? I look at my boys, I look at my wife and, and I feel responsibility uh, to, to get out there and make it happen. And, and that's true, but I can't nail it to one thing. It would be, uh, there's a little bit of pride, you know, I, I, I sometimes I think as individuals, we sell ourselves short. Um, what I often tell folks that I'm coaching when they get down on themselves, maybe if they're in sales and they've had a bad week or a bad month or a bad year, uh, one of the exercises I'll have them do is take a pad of paper and write down everything in your life you've accomplished. And of course, they hum and haw and moan and groan. But when they start to write it down, when you sit back and look at that, you realize, wow, I've done a lot of stuff. And if you've done these things, pretty sure you can turn this around. So you know, for me, it's a matter of, of recognizing the skills I've had, the experience of have a broad network of people that I've got to know over, over the years. So there, there's always a way to make it happen. Um, but, you know, I think I, I was thinking back to what I mentioned to you earlier, the, the impetus for me, believe it or not, to, to even consider going out on my own was I attended a Tony Robbins event. I walked on the hot coals, I did the whole weekend. And that wasn't the impetus to get into consulting. But it was the impetus uh, behind me making the decision I was going to quit and do something. Then the next step was, what am I going to do, right? Um, so, so, you know, I, I think for each and every person, there has to be something that uh, motivates them. And I just got done actually doing a little um, 
a little one minute motivator for uh, this organization I work with. And I said, you have to really, if you want to do something, if you want to be motivated, whatever it is, start a business, have a family, you know, have a great game of golf, doesn't matter. You have to apply what I call the win method. So you have to want to be successful in, in whatever it is you're trying to achieve. You, you have to make sure that you surround yourself with those things that create a positive influence. That's the I. And then you have to, last but not least, take the necessary actions to make it happen. I mean, me wanting to quit and, and launch a, a company or a career, that's great, but I got to do something about it. And, and the biggest step I took first was to quit my job. And that was, I remember, I still remember the day I did it. I remember the gentleman asked me, he said, so you're, you're resigning, where are you going? And I said to him, I looked at him, I said, home. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to work for myself. He said, well, what do you have lined up? Like a contract? I said, no, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going to pick up the phone and, and try and figure it out. So it, it really, that win methodology is what keeps coming back to me, right? You have to want to achieve something. Uh, you have to make sure that you inspire yourself with things that will motivate you to keep working towards it. And then obviously you have to take the necessary actions to, to make it happen. And if you keep applying that over and over to no matter what you do in life, um, you will be successful. There's so much about that, that I love. It's like the big stone at the top of a mountain. It takes a lot of effort to get that initial step. You got to get out of your comfort zone to experience growth. Mm -hmm. But once that happens, you just become an unstoppable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, and that's actually the title of my book. The Unstoppable, um, the last book I wrote came out in 2018 is The Unstoppable Organization, which is really a compilation of, I mean, my view in sales is it's not just a one department, one person kind of thing. I mean, if I, if I sold you something and then you went to get it from somebody in production or operations or what have you, and that didn't go well, we didn't really sell you, right? You're never coming back again. So that book was designed to talk about, you know, a lot of the things we're facing today relative to how customers are changing, how employees are changing, and how do we fit this together ultimately in order to you know, build a business that is unstoppable. My third book that is the manuscript is out right now um, is, is on the similar topic called uh, Unstoppable Selling um, and, and the idea that how do we create this environment where we, we, we can sell nonstop. So um, that, that word grabs my attention because I use it all the time. That's perfect. That wasn't even planned, ladies and gents. Yeah, That's yeah awesome. it was not. You said it. I'm like, oh, I got to mention my book. <laughs> perfect. I love yeah. it. That being said, what is your superpower when it comes to being getting clients? I, I think it's, you know, one word that comes to mind is collaborator. Um, I just enjoy people. I mean, the conversation we're having here, I don't, I have some notes about things I needed to do today, but I'm, I'm not reading notes. Um, I enjoy paying attention to people. I, I typically try and put myself in their shoes. And then I try and offer the support, information, resources, wh whatever it might be to, to make them more successful. You know, So for this, for you, my goal is to say, okay, I better show up, be prepared, have a light so you can actually see me, make sure I look into the camera, because if you're going to be happy with this podcast, that's what I need to do. That's, that's kind of how I approach things. The downfall is you have to balance that desire to collaborate um, with your own personal needs. You know, you don't want to always put the needs of others before yourself. That doesn't always make sense. But I would say it's collaborator. If you genuinely care about people, um, you know, that'll go a long way. I, I'm, I still, 
I, of all the people I know that are in consulting, I've got the top record for the number of repeat clients. People just keep coming back. And then they're saying, you know, you didn't do this before. Could you do this? Have you ever explored this? And, and I think the reason why is because in every case, I care about the outcome. After a project is done, I'm following up with them. How did that go? What are the results? You know, so th that would, I guess, be the superpower. And it didn't, I, I think that was developed um, because ultimately I'm an only child. So when I was growing up, you know, I could either sit in the corner and talk to myself or I could get out there and talk to other people. And the only way to really have anybody to talk to was to make friends. I had to walk up to people I didn't know and make friends. And everywhere I went, I did that. When I went away to college at 17, I was on my own. So I had to, you know, there was nobody even from my town that went to my college I could hang out with. You know, it was just me and all new again. So I've been in a lot of situations where I had to develop relationships. And I think I learned at a young age to put effort into that and to cherish those relationships. And I think that's what's gotten me here today. And I think it'll continue to serve me, serve me well. I love that. There's a lot of little nuggets of wisdom in there. Um, it's so fascinating that you're an only child because I'm the oldest of like nine kids. So completely opposite. Yes. Uh, yes. Life experience. Yeah. 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 And instead of me having one of the skills I learned and what I've noticed from doing a podcast and interviewing so many successful people like yourself is all the real heavy hitters in the industry, they're impact driven. And because of that, they make a phenomenal income. But it's when we focus on the income first, then things kind of get switched and you don't, you hit more roadblocks. Yeah. So I really like that you shared that. Yeah. Well, you have to put, I mean, at the end of the day, no matter what business you're in, it's about people. Right. You have to be able to connect with customers. You have to be able to connect with your employees. Um, if you're so driven that all that matters are results and people don't matter, uh, you'll have a hard time achieving those those results. And you won't have the same people around you when you get there as when you started. And you'll probably find they're constantly, constantly leaving. Um, you know, I've met leaders and not not recently, obviously, but in years gone past, I'll come across leaders who are highly driven. And my advice is often. You know, ask yourself how you got here. You probably didn't do it alone. And if that's the case, maybe you better, you know, focus a little less on results. Doesn't mean results aren't important. They absolutely are. But you also have to recognize that, uh, you know, a lot of times business is a team sport. It's, again, as cliche as that sounds. And if you don't recognize the people, they're not going to help you go too far. But if you do recognize them and you reward them and you involve them in things, uh, what tends to happen is they enjoy that. They stick around for longer. They tell other people to come work for you and it creates an environment uh, where it's not hard to get employees and retention is high. So it's so true. And I mean, retention really is such a key important part of business and anything you do, whether it's gaining clients and keeping them or whether it's hiring the right staff and keeping them. So right. it's just such a good lesson. I love it. Same retention in sales, what I tell people, it's one thing to get the sale. It's another thing to get the second sale and the third sale and the fourth sale. That really tells how good you are building and maintaining relationships. So true. So true. Sean, my man, you have accomplished a lot in your life. You've been across several industries. You crush it. What is the key to hitting goals consistently in your life? Uh, you know, for me, it's documenting them just by writing down my goals. Now I'm not, I don't write them down daily. I tried that, but I got bored to tears with writing the same thing down every day. Um, just taking some time periodically. I, I don't even set an agenda, but write down your goals that requires stopping 
which sometimes some of us as entrepreneurs find difficult to do, giving a little bit of thought to where we want to go in life and what are those goals. So, you know, I can sit and, and rhyme off to you and I won't, but I can sit and tell you what my goals are today. Um, and those goals are what motivate me. But again, I realize that to get there, it's not solely going to be me, right? In my case, I've got a lot of contractors that work with me to help me get there. I, I can't do graphics. So I need somebody that can help me there, right? I, I, I um, shoot videos on YouTube, but I don't, I don't want to, nor am I good at editing those videos, right? So it, even in the situation where it's really myself as the principal of my company, and then I have a lot of contractors that I call them when needed, that's still my team. Um, and so to get where I need to go, I've got to be clear on where, where am I taking my business, right? What are my ambitions this year, next year? I'm, I'm at my age, I've already started thinking about retirement, as crazy as that might sound, because I realize now's the time to start planning, not two years before I'm supposed to retire. So just thinking ahead, being clear in your goals, and if it's helpful, writing them down even once. I found uh, I have a, a couple of books where I used to every you know a few times a year I'd write down goals, and it's interesting to look back and say, oh, wow, I hit that one. Oh wow! So I don't obsess about them, but I find once you write them down, it's like anything else, you tend to remember it, right? It, it's kind of lodged in your brain. Um, but but it's just like that win formula. There has to be action towards it. A lot of people write down goals, they look in the mirror, they talk about their goals, and they're surprised they don't show up right? Nothing shows up without action. You have to put action behind. And, you know, and if you want to know where to start, when you set a goal, you say, okay, what is the first step I think I need to take to get there? And if you're not sure the answer to that, work it backwards, right? Deconstruct your goal and try and figure out where's the best place to start and then start and realize you're going to make mistakes. Things aren't going to go as you planned. So expect that. Celebrate the fact you're at least moving forward. I'm not exactly where I want to be in life, but when I look around and say, well, yeah, I'm doing okay. Right? I'm pretty proud of what I have done, but it's, there's always a hunger for more because I'm setting goals that continue to stretch me and move me forward. So I love that. And just to riff off that, one of my favorite moments is finding an old journal or a notebook because I'm always writing everything down is when I find one of these old notebooks and it has a list of goals that I want to achieve and then I've achieved them. And what's even cooler than the goal, well, I don't know if it's cooler, but just as important as the goal is the next page is always followed with the plan of how I'm going to get there step by step. And that's really, that's really it. You got to put in the, I love that win formula. It, yeah. it takes the inspiration and the action and then you yeah. can make the magic happen. You got to want to make it happen. You got to inspire yourself too. Like nobody else is going to inspire you. The example I used on this, it was on a little video I put on a, um, it's a site called pep talk where you can put these one minute motivator videos for people. Um, but essentially, you know, I talked about, you've, you've got to want to achieve something or be motivated, but the second is it's the inspiration. So if you want to lose weight, you know, maybe it's setting a, a goal of target weight. Maybe it's going to the gym and seeing other people your age that are at the level of fitness you want to be, whatever it is, you have to inspire yourself. Nobody else is going to do that for you. And then third is, as I mentioned earlier, the actions, there has to be, you can't sit at home eating potato chips, watching TV and expect to lose weight. It, it just doesn't happen. There needs to be exercise. You need to spend time planning your meals. All of those things matter. So it, it really does clarify, I think, exactly how you can achieve goals because you can apply it to anything you want to build a business okay well you got to want to be a business owner that's not easy talk to some business owners and do it recognize what that means as far as dedication and time um, you know sacrifice in some cases and then okay if you still want to do it 
set that goal? What's going to inspire you to get there? Do you need to connect with other mentors who are doing it, who can help you along the way? Do you need to set a revenue target for yourself? Do you need to launch a website? What is it? What are these things that are going to inspire you? And then take action. Do something about it. Move forward. I love it. I love it. This is ninja level stuff. I hope you're all taking notes. As <laughs> always, I am. I'm on page three. I love it. Speaking of ninjas, Sean, my man, what is one black belt tip you would give yourself if you were starting your company over tomorrow? Uh, be more confident. I think when I started, you know, I, as I told you before, I had a wife that wasn't working, a child on the way. And, and that's, you know, that sounds like one of the stories you'd read that somebody made up. And then it's a true story. Um, but at the time, I just needed to make money. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs are there. So I would have, you know, you said, if you would have said, kind of joking, but if you said, wash my car, okay, how much are you going to pay me? Right. Like it, it was really, I would almost do anything. And, and looking back, I should have had more confidence because when you, when you don't lead with confidence, people wonder what's going on, right? So I could have a ton of experience in sales, but if you're a potential customer and I'm talking to you and I'm saying things like, well, I could, I could help you. I don't know if I could help you. I don't know if, I mean, I, I don't know if I've worked in your industry before, but I think I could help. Like, if that's my approach, what are you thinking? Wow. Like, what is it? I'm not going to hire this guy. So, so you have to lead with confidence because my confidence makes you confident. And, and if I'm not confident, then what is it that'll make me confident? Do I need to do that exercise and reflect back on everything I've done before? Right. So, so looking back, I, I would have told myself, have more confidence. You have a ton of experience, way more than most of the people you're even talking to in some cases. Um, and, and that has value. So, so be comfortable in that, you know? I love that. Powerful stuff. Well, Sean, my man, how can our guests find you if they want to learn more about you? Yeah, well, they can always, uh, probably the easiest way is my website, www.seancasemore.com. Lots of free resources there around sales, uh, different sales tips. They can sign up for my weekly newsletter. Uh, the Thursday Thrive, where I give specific sales tips, but there's also a pre-offer of my book and there's free training. There's a button up on the right that I deliver once a month uh, if somebody's looking to actually build their own unstoppable sales machine. So lots of ways to engage. And of course, I'm on most of the sales, sales sorry, social channels you'd expect, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Love it. And as always, that'll be in the show notes below. And this has been awesome having you on, Sean. This has been Jaren today. If you're wanting more leads or more appointments, we know the ultimate ways to gain credibility. And that's with the power of social proof and PR. If that's interesting to you, be sure to hit up the loopguy.com. And again, Sean, I appreciate you coming on. Any other pearls of wisdom you would like to share with our audience? No, I would just say, uh, you know, if you want to make something happen, get out there and make it happen because the world's going by and we're all getting older. Love it. Let's get it. All right. This has been the Business Talk with Luke Guy and Team Show, and I'll talk to you all next time. <laughs>